Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Good morning, KSL News Time is 8 o'clock. This is Utah's Morning News. I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story this hour. The record-breaking storm mostly in our rear view, but now we've got cold temperatures to deal with. KSL News Radio's Adam Small begins our live team coverage. Adam? Amanda, I feel like sometimes it adds insult to injury to get such a huge storm like we did. And then we had these frigid temperatures hovering in the teens most of the morning in Salt Lake City. And according to KSL meteorologist Matt Johnson, all that snow on the ground could actually make it feel colder than it is. But with snow on the ground, you know, it makes it feel uh, even a little bit colder because the sun's energy is not being absorbed to help warm uh, the earth. Highs in Salt Lake City only reaching the low 30s today, but the good news is we're going to warm up quickly again. We're going to be in the high 30s tomorrow before a potential low to mid 40 degree day on Saturday. Next chance for snow is on Sunday. Reporting live in Salt Lake City, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. All right, so the snow may not be falling in most areas this morning, but the snow piles left behind in school parking lots and on neighborhood streets are still causing a lot of problems. That means more delays and virtual days in some school districts. KSL News Radio's Kate Davis continues our live team coverage. Kate. Granite, Jordan, and Tooele districts all say kids should attend school virtually today. Granite School District spokesperson Ben Horsley says neighborhoods are struggling to dig out. We've seen this with our own eyes. We've literally been up all night uh, with crews throughout uh, the district. Several other schools like Canyons and Murray City districts are giving students and staff two extra hours to make sure they get in safely. You can see a full list of schedule changes on our website, ksonewsradio.com. Reporting live, Kate Davis, KSL News Radio. Snowplows in Draper City got stuck yesterday as they struggled to reach the Suncrest neighborhood. Draper City Public Works Director Scott Cooley explains why they were having problems. The snow is almost as tall as the trucks are, and uh, when they try to go through that, it just definitely presents some challenges. Snowplow drivers were working 12 hour shifts to keep the roads clear. Cooley says in these types of storms, patience is the key to staying safe. All the snowfall we've had this year has been impressive to the committee that picks future Winter Olympic Games. KSL News Radio's Don Brinkerhoff reports that's the message from the president and CEO of Salt Lake City, Utah Committee for the Games. Fraser Bullock says to have a quote, phenomenal year of snow is a very positive boost to our bid, unquote. He tells the Deseret News the IOC is taking a seriously look at the effect of climate change on the future of the Winter Olympics. So the timing of this storm couldn't be better. Bullock previously told Utah's Morning News, our bid is also in good shape because the IOC is considering having just a few host cities and rotating through them. We are a prime candidate to be a rotational, permanent rotational host for games maybe every 16, 20 years. Don Brinkerhoff, KSL News Radio. The winter storm is still impacting a big portion of the country. 135 million Americans in more than 40 states are on alert for high wind, snow and ice. In Michigan, a volunteer firefighter was killed when a power line fell on him after ice snapped a tree branch. Power outages reported overnight in California, Illinois, and Wisconsin, and many more outages are expected. ABC's Jacqueline Lee reporting. An unusual warning in Southern California as cold air from Alaska moves down there. 
There's a blizzard warning posted for snow moving into Los Angeles later tonight. Driving in the snow is normally reserved only for going on vacation for most Southern Californians, but for the first time in over 30 years, there is a blizzard warning up for L.A. County. It could snow on the palm trees around L.A. and blizzard in the nearby mountains. The California Highway Patrol warning drivers to get ready before the snow moves in tonight. Please, please make sure you gas up your vehicles. And the CHP telling drivers to bring food, water, and cell phone chargers with them in case they get stuck. Alex Stone, ABC News in L.A. County. Time now for a look at First Look Traffic, and here's Andy Farnsworth. Oh, man, we've got a few issues out there. First of all, I-15 is getting worse in Sandy. Looks like we may have a crash or something just before 90 is south. Additional slowdowns, no surprise in Midvale-Murray, but a surprising amount of southbound uh, reduced speeds going through the valley this morning. I uh, just had a KSL traffic trooper tell us it's uh, pretty snowy on the road still between Centerville and Bountiful. And then we got a huge delay going south on I-15, coming out of far west, down towards North Ogden, and uh, coming down towards 12th Street in Ogden. So lots of different slow spots. That's not even all of them. We'll tell you more at our uh, next traffic update. Thanks. All right. We'll talk to you in a minute. Utah's morning news has inside sources. It's been exactly one year since Russian troops entered Ukraine, so how has the world changed in that time period? Joining us live in studio is the host of Inside Sources, Boyd Matheson. That's an interesting question, Boyd. Uh, well, it's an interesting thing to look at. You uh, ex- look at what we expected early on in those those early days. Most expected Kiev to fall within days yeah. at the most. They expected uh, President Zelensky to flee somewhere and be in exile. Uh, no one expected that the Allies would come together, that NATO would not fracture and fray, but actually galvanize and come together, uh, that the people of Europe would be willing to endure really high prices, really hard to keep their homes uh, heated and so on. Uh, I also think no one expected China to suddenly start uh, nudging its nose in the tent. And uh, I don't think China really wants to dive into the middle of the middle of this, uh, but it is to their advantage for it to continue on. Uh, And a really interesting parsing of words. Uh, They're calling it lethal aid. Think about that. Uh, like bullets? Like, yeah, it's like deadly force. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, lethal aid is is uh, lethal. Lethal is lethal. Uh, and so I think that's an interesting parsing of the words by the diplomats. Um, but I think it shows where China is. I don't think China is nearly in a position of strength as they thought they would be at this point in the program. Uh, and I think President Biden's trip uh, to Poland and into Kiev, uh, I don't think anyone would have predicted that a year ago as well. Yeah. When you talk about how the world has changed, I was in Germany a couple of weeks ago and I told you off the air that uh, we were all concerned about what happens to those countries like Germany that require and rely so much on oil to heat their homes and things. There were people working in their offices wearing their winter coats. Half of the grid in the entire city I was in was shut down at night. I mean, that's really Mm -hmm. had an impact. Yeah, the sacrifices of our allies in Europe is far greater. We haven't done near enough uh, to thank our allies and the citizens of those countries over there. The price they're paying uh, for this fight for freedom uh, in Ukraine and recognizing that we're all interconnected. This is not about some global conspiracy or globalization of things. Uh, This is about freedom and liberty. So what do you think then, Boyd, of what Senator Lee is saying, that they need to up their spending on defense for Ukraine or we should stop sending money? Uh, That... They should Europe, up it to two. That the European countries the European, should up it to the two percent of GDP, or we should stop sending money. Yeah, I, I think there's a, a balance there and a conversation to be had for yeah, sure in, time, in, ter- in, in terms of uh, what that looks like and what you know percentage of GDP is an interesting thing to to look at there. Uh, and then you start to weigh in all of the the factors and all of the costs, all of the support that mm. goes into that. It's a pretty complicated yeah. math, uh, but it is worthy of a discussion to be sure. And that goes back to the argument that uh, President Trump at the time was making about NATO in general. 
Uh, so I'm sure we'll revisit that again with your help, Boyd. <laughs> we will. Boyd's back this afternoon. Inside Sources, 1 to 3 o'clock on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.